playground game. 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. Bradley, why are we asking? Well, uh, because Hopscotch, Foursquare, etc. What was your favorite recess game? 651-641-1071. Call us because we want to walk down Mamory Lane. Specifically, uh, I was kicked off uh, thinking about this particular topic. Well, actually, this topic came up last week. However, I was reminded that it came up last week after I read this story in the Star Tribune, which is just hilarious to me. And, you know, um, dear Anoka, I'm not sure what's going on over there, but apparently they have decided the city of Anoka has to ban hopscotch. On city what? property. Yeah, so they have this expansive... Uh, now, this is a story in the Star Tribune. The city's expansive new public display ordinance covers sidewalk drawings. So, that includes hopscotch. So, if you bring chalk to the public square, you will be fined and imprisoned for 80 years. No, you're not going to be imprisoned. I'm assuming there's probably a ticket or something you'll get. But, and then and then I read that whole story, and I can tell you about that while we're waiting for people to call in. But it reminded me of this conversation I had with some friends last week about all the dumb, not dumb, but like silly games we played in recess and how much... Because, like, I, I had really forgotten, you know, recess wasn't just like, go outside and play. Right. I mean, you did that, right? Functionally speaking. But there were all sorts of, like, bizarre rando games that kids played. Like, I remember, for example, I mean, we played the things that you would expect. Hopscotch. Right. Well, not really hopscotch, but four square uh, was particularly big when I was a kid. We even had two square, which I've come to learn was not very common. I don't even know about that one. I but only it, know about four. Was that if it you was four find square, other people? Well, it was four square with two people. Yeah. Right. But like it had its own rules and things like that. And then there was like that weird tetherball thing where yep. you like whack somebody upside yep, the head. I got a uh, bloody nose from that See? thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to take the thing down. But yeah. then there were such True fun story. games as soap opera. which we played and I don't have any clue when I started to think about it I was like why were we playing soap opera because that's awesome I know it sounds (laughs) probably because your bus driver was watching soap operas while they were driving you she did no she wasn't watching she was listening to music you're didn't you have something yeah but I thought you had a soap opera watcher she had a six uh not a six pack what do you call it a um Eight track? No, what did we call those? The boombox. Boom a boombox. She had a boombox and she would listen to, you know, music okay. while she was picking out her ears. Great. Um, Mine had my kindergarten bus driver had a little TV that she had next that's door. Crazy. While she watched that's her crazy. stories. Because uh, I had morning kindergarten. I got picked up right around noon. She couldn't miss her days of our lives. Yeah, I mean, that's important. I you got to watch your, your soaps. Anyway, uh, anyway yeah. so we played soap opera. I mean, all sorts of dumb things we were playing as kids on the playground. Um, by the way, six five one six four one one zero seven one. Somebody just sent us a message. Yeah, and they shorty said shorty short pants said two two slash four square. So okay. there was a two square. So apparently that is a thing. I'm glad to know that I was not alone in that. I just remember, and by the way, six five one six four one one zero seven one. Think back to your days of recess. I don't think it's like this anymore. But at at our at my school, what I can, from what I can remember, it seems like the majority of boys would run out and play touch football. Oh sure. On the biggest portion of the uh you know the playground area. Yeah. And then all the leftovers, which was mostly the girls, 
And just like a few boys who probably weren't athletic and didn't want to play. We would play Foursquare. And then at one point we decided we would play soccer. But the problem was nobody really knew how to play soccer. Yeah, that makes things a little Like we didn't know the actual rules. So really it was just like running around kicking a ball into a fake goal. But that's all. But that's all I remember. That and like, I don't know, we probably played, you know, chase somebody into the playground equipment and try to kiss them. Oh, okay. Well, that's, yeah, that continue. That game still goes on today. Right. Um, just not on the playground uh, mm-hmm. after school. Holly, um, I'm curious, like, what you did as a kid playing on the playground, but I will also say I do remember swings being particularly important and all of the weird games we would play with a swing set, including but not limited to how far you could fly off of the swing. Oh, right. Uh, into the field. Can you believe that we didn't break legs all I the mean, time? I mean, I'm surprised that children, and we always wanted to like go all the way around on the swing oh, set, yeah. but Ooh. obviously that's not happening. So, uh-huh. yeah. Holly. A lot of four square. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots of uh, football, but like not like with football rules. Right. I mean, kids are really good at just making up their own it's situations true. and just rolling with it. We used to play TV tag. Did you guys play TV tag? That I don't sounds know what familiar. TV tag is. It was like, okay, it's dumb from what I can remember. And I was going to ask you guys if you even remember the rules of Foursquare because I couldn't play it today if I tried. But. From what I remember of TV tag, it was like a combination of freeze tag and um, this game that we made up called, I don't know if we made it up, called TV tag, where if you got tagged, you had to freeze. And the only thing that would make you unfreeze is if you said the name of a TV show. Oh, okay. Which was like perfect for me because I I could go for days. I was going to say, I feel like you would excel at this. And I think that I imagine all sorts of permutations of tag took place on the playground. Oh, for sure. You know, because you get bored with just the same game of tag over and over and over again. Oh, okay. So this is great. This came from Felicia. She's actually a classmate of mine from field school. And she said, hi, recess games at field. We played double Dutch. I do remember that. Oh, sure. And then she says, oh, this is right. I forgot about this. Colleen, do you remember the environmental science area and the time capsules we buried in like fourth grade? And we had a great science teacher who somehow got approval to build this like time capsule in this environment. We had like a little kind of fenced in area where we let things like grow and we would study them and we made these time capsules and we buried them. And there was always this promise that like 20 years later, we were going to have a big party and open up the time capsule. Yeah, for sure. It's been more than 20 years. I have no idea where the time capsule is. Somebody should dig it up. Well, no, because they built over it where it was. That's awkward. So now we're going to have to wait like a hundred years or a thousand years. I don't know if it, I don't know if it, maybe it got dug up and like thrown away. Yeah. So sad. I feel like every kid should have the experience of a time capsule. I feel like that. Right. I certainly remember having that experience. But the problem is, this would be my question. Has anybody ever buried a time capsule and then actually dug it up and had that moment? Yeah. I feel like there's like history specials. Where they find old, and it, uh, usually they would put them in a capstone of like an old building. And that's what it was at Field. We actually uh, like built out a, a a wall. Okay, so and that's where we ground. buried it. Wasn't in the ground. Well, we so buried it. But you'd the, feel like they could get it out. I don't know. I think it's gone. What do I know? I, don't know. I should check. School. I should. I yeah. really should call Send the school. An email and say, Where's my gotta, time capsule? Yeah, exactly. We've got Lynn on the line. Hi, Hi Lynn. Lynn. Lynn, what was your favorite playground game? Jump rope. 
Yes. Any particular games that you remember or just generally skipping rope? Uh, mostly skipping rope, but also when you had two people on one end and then you were the one jumping in the middle. Yep, oh, double sure. dutch. Yes, that's. I couldn't think of the name. Yeah. That's what it was. So great. Just, I love jump rope. I yeah. still jump rope. Yeah, there you go. Good for you. Thank you, Lynn. Um, we did just get uh, another email from... Maria, who said, we still played dodgeball. She graduated in 1980. Oh, dodgeball I mean, I is like, like... Dodgeball is alive and well, honey. I uh, mean, adults play dodgeball. Adults do. I don't think they allow kids to anymore. Oh, because you can't throw balls at kids? That's yeah, you don't really want balls flying directly at children. Oh, it well. apparently caused some trauma. Oh, well, so much so that adults are... They have leagues now for dodgeball. It's true. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, here's what we're watching live. Guys, I did a little uh, sample of The Shrink Next Door. Oh, yeah, that wonderful uh, show based on a podcast we love. Yeah. Uh, I want to tell you what, what I'm thinking about it Ooh, when we come back after this okay. on My Talk 1071. Oh, I've been singing it, Elton John. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi, bitches. Hey, and um, you guys, I started watching that TV show on Apple TV Plus that is based on a, a really great podcast, actually, from a couple years ago that I think we all listened to and definitely were mildly obsessed with called The Shrink Next Door. Yes, it was delightfully it was so bizarre. Bizarre. And every time you thought it couldn't get more bizarre, it got more bizarre. Um, so I started watching and I've actually been looking forward to the dropping of this, uh, TV series on Apple TV plus yeah. it stars Will Ferrell, mm-hmm. Paul Rudd. Um, oh gosh, darn it. What is her name? That wonderful, very wonderful actress, uh, Catherine Hahn. Hahn. Catherine Hahn. What is her? Is that her name? Why can't I suddenly remember her name? Anyway, works for me. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, she's in so, Bad Moms. Yes, that's her. Okay. Anyway, so it's a. I mean, the story is so awesome as told by the person who hosts the podcast, who was the neighbor of this shrink. Yeah. And we had Paul McGuire Grimes on on Friday, and he told us a little bit about what he thought as somebody who had never heard the podcast of the show, and he had kind of a meh review oh yeah no he did not sell it all that well i mean he sold it well but uh, his review is that it wasn't all that good right so i thought well you know what i love paul mcguire grimes some of my best friends are paul mcguire grimes true i was thought you know but he he hadn't listened to the podcast i'm gonna go ahead i want to watch i'm gonna sure. see i'm gonna yeah, i'll dip my Paul toe would in be fine with you know yeah watching it and forming your own opinion so my husband has not heard the podcast and I have, and we've been watching it together. Okay. We are two episodes in, and let me tell you, it is a slog, and I'm not sure we're going to oh, make no, it to the third why? episode. So so what doesn't work, do you think? So the buildup of learning, the, 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 the reason why the podcast was so good mm-hmm. was because you're hooked from the beginning, hearing um, for the voice of a person who's not immediately in the story. Yeah. Talk about kind of the mystery and intrigue about this shrink next door. 
the TV show can't really deliver on that because the development of the characters, there's a very short scene in the beginning that that tells you something down the road is going to happen that is going to aggravate this kind of happy-go-lucky character, Marty, who's the guy who seeks out the shrink, who ends up being the shrink next door. You can tell he gets mad about something at some point, but you you don't know enough about what you're about to go through in order to care. It's like this very short scene of a party at a mansion, and he's like being destructive. And you maybe go, why did that happen? But it's it wasn't enough to make you... Wonder that while you're watching the development of these characters and the yeah. development of these characters is slow. Oh, okay. It is such a slog. And each episode is about an hour long and two episodes in. And, and how many episodes total? I think there's eight total and it's a limited series because the story really, there isn't more to the story than yeah. what is told. Um, Remember... When my husband tried to get me to watch Ted Lasso and I watched three episodes and I was like, I'm not into this. And then I was like, if you can't hook me by three episodes, I'm not interested. Yeah, you were not a fan. In return, my husband said the same thing about the shrink next door. If I can't get hooked in three episodes, I'm not watching it. And it's it's I think that's fair. Totally. It is. It you And I'm super sad about it because I honestly had high hopes for this show because the the team is so good. Like the people who are involved in it are so good at what they do. Yeah. I I wanted it to be great and the story is so good. And so this is my recommendation to the world. If you have found yourself at all intrigued by The Shrink Next Door and watching it on Apple TV Plus, just go don't pay for Apple TV Plus. If you don't already have it. Well, I would listen Just to the go podcast. and listen to the podcast yeah. for free. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Because we know that the podcast is, you know, great storytelling. And I think part of that is because it's done by Joe Nacera, who's the reporter at the, you know, center of the story. He, mm-hmm. he, knows how to tell a story, was part of the story, and was able to share that story in a way that really just captured 
an audience. So yeah. that's a that's a track record. That's a known quantity. Like take advantage of that storytelling device. And sometimes, honestly, and I will say as a regular listener to podcasts, as I'm sure most of our listeners are, you know, the storytelling you can do in a podcast is totally different than what you can do on a television show. And it makes sense that sometimes the two things are not going to translate just like, you know, sometimes your favorite books can't translate to the big screen. And it's just, sometimes it's because the people telling the story, but sometimes it's just the story doesn't work as well. And I wonder with this particular story, if um, it's just hard to tell it in the context of a TV series limited Mm -hmm. though, it may be because, you know, a podcast doesn't demand the same level of attention that uh, a television show does because you have the added, you know, complexity of a visual medium. You have to keep people interested in what's happening on the screen. In, a t- in addition to what's just happening in my mind as I'm contemplating what you're telling me uh, is happening in this story, which oftentimes, you know, my brain trying to figure out or put pictures to the story you're telling me is, is far more exciting sometimes than mm-hmm. having it served up for you in a you know two dimensional way on TV. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it is in a lot of ways. It's like reading, it's like reading a book. It's why I always say, read the book before you see the movie. The book is all, uh, I've never met a movie that I thought was better than the book. My hope is that everybody who's interested at all in the story that's being told in the TV show, The Shrink Next Door, actually really does gravitate toward the podcast because the podcast does deserve the attention that hopefully the TV show will bring to it. Well, you saved us the work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's my review. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, dumb celebrities, uh, you know, behaving badly. We call them after this on My Talk 107.1 behaving badly we love to tell you about them on the colleen and bradley show my talk 1071 i'm colleen lindstrom that's bradley trainer and uh we have a name for these celebrities behaving badly that name is d-bag presenting lord and lady douchebag of the day who is your bag of d today oh some website called stylecaster.com. I don't know what that is. I don't is. either, but I don't really care. Okay. Um, anymore because they are trying to make a thing where there's no thing. Okay. They have completely manufactured a non-beef between Pete Davidson and Taylor Swift because of the Kanye and Kim oh. Taylor Swift drama. Oh. They literally wrote an entire article about how Pete Davidson doesn't have any beef with Taylor Swift, even though Kim Kardashian had a beef with Taylor Swift. So, you know, Taylor Swift was just on Saturday Night Live on Saturday. Pete Davidson is a cast member on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, they did a cute video skit together. It was hilarious. Yeah. Pete Davidson recently has been linked to Kim Kardashian. Yeah, it's his latest acting gig. Exactly. Kim Kardashian used to be married to Kanye West. Everybody play the home game. Kanye West had a beef with Taylor Swift. Yeah. Back in the day. And I don't know that it's ever been resolved and it it got resolved and then it got unresolved. Who cares? It doesn't matter. (laughs) All that matters is Jason Fom from uh, stylecaster.com decided to do an entire article on how Pete Davidson was like super fine with Taylor Swift because he's a professional. And so he has no beef with Taylor. He didn't manufacture any. But you, by the way, Stylecaster manufactured a whole story. 
so, about the non-beef between Taylor Swift and Pete Davidson. So was this story just there is no story? Yes. Oh, okay. That's and clever. And it's a long, hey, look, long... I hope he's getting paid by the word. Because, because that thing is Because the ability to tell a story without a story is pretty awesome. But uh, no, there is no beef clearly yeah. between the two of them. None. But there will be if uh, Taylor Swift or um, if Kim Kardashian slashes Taylor Swift's tires while Pete Davidson drives the getaway car. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Or if Pete Davidson takes his pants off and says, don't you wish you had some of this Taylor Swift? I would like for you to write no, that No, these article. are all stories that don't exist and won't right. probably, but like, sure, they could, which is kind of the exact same thing this uh, individual was doing. In the also, circle. I don't even know. How did you end up on a Stylecaster? It got shown that's up. It's now it's serving shown, me it's ads for TJ Maxx. Sorry Get about out of it. my feed. Thank you. Can I also just say... No that offense to TJ Maxx. Some of my best just, friends are TJ Maxx. I used mm-hmm. to work at a TJ Maxx. Did you really? Yes, oh, I worked at the jewelry counter. You're a Maxinista. I am. Um, the- I want to tell you, there are very few places as exciting as the jewelry counter at a TJ Maxx. Something tells me... You're not being serious. I mean, it was, I was being facetious. <laughs> That's what I thought. Um, I, this is the thing about this story is the story I actually would be interested in hearing, but only if it's a real story is if Kim still has a beef with Taylor Swift now that she's not with Kanye anymore. You know what I mean? Like when you divorce Kanye West, do you keep his beef or do you, where is it? They, where is the beef? I think this is just all drama. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift and Kanye West have benefited from the drama bantered about them in uh, the media. True. So I don't, I I ain't here to give oxygen to their attempts at publicity. Perfect. Bye. Bye. Okay, who's your D-bag? My D-bag today is Marilyn Manson. I was not expecting that. And this is not because of the absence of a story. This is because of an actual story. Um... Here's a headline for you. And I I really just think all you need to hear is a headline. But because we've got probably another six minutes left in this segment, we're going to have to just tell the story. But we'll start with the headline. Marilyn Manson is accused of locking women in a small soundproof glass enclosure he called the bad girls room. No. Okay, what? No. Yeah, apparently, sources say in a report published Sunday that uh, in the stone that is rolling otherwise known as Rolling Stone, Marilyn Manson had a small soundproof glass enclosure inside his WeHo, California apartment. Also, weird to me that he's living in West Hollywood? Oh, up in the hills. Okay. Anyway, in his up in the hills, West Hollywood home, an apartment rather, um, he locked women up that he was dating. Mm Mm-mm. Yeah. Apparently, several people who dated... uh, Marilyn Manson, a.k.a. Brian Warner, told Rolling Stone that the space was, quote, a solitary confinement cell used to psychologically torture women. He was always joking and bragging, said former Warner's assistant who accused him of sexual assault, Ashley Waters, Walters. Um, Apparently, he mentioned the room himself during several media appearances as far back as 2011 when he did a magazine uh, interview with V Magazine. V standing for 
vomit. I don't know, because the story, I cannot believe this is true. And like nobody, nobody knew about this until now. And yet he talked about it openly. Oh, my gosh. In 2011. Did you read the article? In 2011 from V Magazine. Yeah. I mean, like he literally they literally are like he has has a recording studio bedroom with a bad girl's room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Again. A room. Some where former he psychologically shower or steam room that's now a lockable soundproof women. glass enclosure. <gasps> and they just matter-of-factly drop that in there. Yeah, in 2011. Again, people oh. knew that he was a problematic individual. The difference is in 2011, we didn't so much really care uh, that great artists were problematic. We just thought, oh, that's what makes them special. You know, people with great talent do some weird stuff. Mm. I mean, he's just kind of kinky. I kind of feel like holding women against their will and torturing them psychologically is a little bit more than just your average kinky, uh, you know, kinky genius. He's just joking, you guys. Oh, it's not like he's taking it. Can you? But you can hear that you can feel and hear the, the environment that we used to live in, wherein people would just kind of laugh stories like these off and nobody goes, Wait a minute. I kind of feel like if a dude really had a big glass enclosure in his house to psychologically torture women, that might be a problem. Should we look into this or should we just wait till 2021 when the world finally catches up to what seems That's so a obvious? Full decade ago. Yeah. Ugh. Dropping that in like it was no big deal. Yeah. Well, and to be clear, again, that's why I'm saying things were hiding in plain sight. And so far as Marilyn Manson is concerned, when. Um, you know, we began to talk about Marilyn Manson and his problematic behavior, um, assault, etc. Recently, it's the the a lot of these things were already known, right? Like, and who does that sound like? Oh, I don't know. Every other yeah. person who has been accused of this kind of behavior, see Bill so, Cosby, see Harvey Weinstein, see Matt Lauer. Oh yeah, no, he was always kind of so gross. Oh yeah, yeah, no big deal. He had the trap door. We just office. thought, you know, that's funny. That's just so- what. <laughs> Have you, you guys don't watch the show You, do you? No. No. In the show You, Joe, the main character, has this soundproof type room. Oh, that's scary. Ooh. For what and purpose? And murdering, oh. kind of, and holding people captive. It's like a whole thing. In the show. Now, when we're watching the show, you Sounds know it's... like a very uplifting it's show. It's not. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a good show, but it's... No. But in the show, you see that glass room, and... And I said to my husband recently, like, if I went to somebody's house and they had a room like that, I don't care what they told me they used it for. I'd be like, bye. That person is a mess. Oh, call the authorities. Yeah, there would be a hole in the wall shaped like your body. (laughs) So getting out of there. Yes, completely. Which is also a thing that they do on this. I think it was a Japanese game show. Wasn't it a Japanese game show or an American game show? I don't know. There was a game show at one point where they had cutouts. I think it was Japanese for some reason. I don't know why. Anyway, moral of the story is there were these giant cutouts like in a wall of like people shaped doing different things. And you were standing on a line or like a balance beam. And mm-hmm. these these walls would come toward you and you would have to contort your body in the shape of that okay, in order awesome. to get through to the other side. And people would constantly get knocked off because they couldn't quite turn their body into those shapes. I just think that would be hilariously funny to do. Anyway, that has not, I just wanted to cleanse the palate of everyone who was thinking about his disgusting, uh, silent 
torture room. You know what's frustrating? Also, who installed that? Right? That's the other thing. Show greenlit that episode. Probably the same contractor who put two toilets in Megan Trainer's bathroom. Yeah, exactly. Uh, It's a lot more than shiplap. The thing about Marilyn Manson is that, Mm -hmm. you know, we knew, like, it's like we got whiffs of him being problematic before the assault stuff. People were talking about him being problematic for a very long time, but it's like, why didn't it stick? We we have all the all the crumbs from the crumb trail. Yeah, because nobody but we just to couldn't hear. put the cookie That's together. Why. Yeah, because and nobody also, wanted no. to listen until people started taking things seriously. We are included in this because we used to talk about stories all the time. Be like, "That's weird." That's and again, I'm not saying it's like our fault. I'm just saying I think that the climate was such, the culture was such that. You kind of were like, oh, that's a powerful person. Powerful people do weird things. Also, I would like to add that, you know, Marilyn Manson, when I was in middle school and high school, he was the topic of conversation because he was scary and all these other things. But with these stories, I'm just going to put it there that these stories have to do with violence against women. Yes. And that wasn't worthy of conversation. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, the culture did not hear those stories as problematic. We just thought, like... Oh, like if you're dumb enough to go into a torture room, that's on you, weirdo. Um, but what about the guy who built a torture room? Can we talk about him? Right. Please. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, you just shouldn't wear a short skirt and go to a torture room. You're asking for it. When we return. Cover those legs. On the Colleen and Bradley if show. Only I would have worn my turtleneck. We have a D-bag double down. That means we had an extra D-bag and nowhere to put that person. And so we're going to put that person in this next segment with a D-bag double down after this on My Talk 1071. Colleen, this is the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. And uh, we had some extra D-bag over here. And we just, you know, we wanted to... Just wanted to talk about Clean it. Clean up after yourself. Yes, it's a D-bag double down. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your douchebag today? It's Khloe Kardashian. Oh, that old thing. I feel like she's earned a free coffee oh, at this gosh, point. Or she's we at have. least oh. at I mean, a minimum. I feel like minimum. we should be treated to something more than coffee. Mm-hmm. Putting up with this business. What's she doing now, that Chloe? Well, she's celebrating Whoopi Goldberg's birthday. Oh, good. Um, That's nice of her. Yeah, it was really nice of her. So I didn't she, know did... she was a huge fan. I didn't either, but apparently uh, Whoopi Goldberg turned 66 on Sunday. Happy and, birthday, Whoop! And Chloe Kardashian uh, gave her a little birthday greeting. Okay. And she did so over um, a video. Okay. Yeah, and, she's probably not traveling. You know, she just had the, she had the COVID, the COVID again. again. Yep. But this time um, in the video, she did something she's never done before. Oh, what's that? She has a new face. What? Wait, she's done that before. Yeah, but here's why I say she's never done this before. Because it's like another face. It's Oh, it's, it's a new face? Uh, it looks like a new face to me. I mean, okay. Bradley, open it up and look at this face that... I actually, Chloe truth can... be told, watch the video. Okay, and did you happen to notice? She's just very... It's face filtered, you guys. And you can do this. Everybody can do this. You can play the home game. Open up your Insties or another str- uh, thingy app, a doodle that's got filters on it. And just press a button and there you go. But you here's... Skinny, you can look glittery, you can look 80s retro. And it's not like a new thing that that Chloe has 
tuned her face. Well, no, this is a constant, constant drumbeat. Is that like Chloe is filtering things and then she'll clap back and then we'll clap, clap back and then she'll clap. And I don't know. We're all clapping. It's just like applause here because there's so much clapping. Chloe's face in this particular video. And this is why I brought her as my D bag double down. It's like, okay, if I were to give if I were to be like um, on Chloe's team of, you know, marketing people. Oh, that's not happening. No. But <laughs> in my imagine, in my imaginary world, yeah. I would be like, "Hey, girl, um, you know, it's totally fine that you make different faces when you make videos. Um, let's just put like this setting on your phone, and you can just be like my fake face setting, and then you always have it. It's like it's not your face, but it looks like it looks the same every time. Yeah, you'll look great, and it You're won't be your pick face. A fake face. Pick a fake face and stick with it because so now we aren't just criticizing her for having a fake face it's that she because that's doesn't not have the gonna same change. fake face exactly i mean let's be honest <laughs> where this, will we be in six months i don't know wonders. this woman she clearly doesn't want her actual face fine I mean, to me that's the sad thing well yes but i've moved past that like i've gotten now the to the portion has it's, been completed it's now the end curtains on that Goodbye. now i'm like okay fine 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 i will accept that you don't want to have your actual face in the world so you make a different face. You create. You you know fil- yeah. made a filter. Well, I mean, this is a for family your face. who installs um, butts. True. On themselves. True. Like Kim. Car- I was just noticing yesterday that like Kim Kardashian's butt that ain't real. I mean, it's just not real. Mm-hmm. Like there are women who have, um, like, who have shapes like Kim Kardashian. It's not to say that Kim Kardashian's shape. Uh, that was a lot of shishers. Uh, Kim Kardashian, sure. It's not to say that that's not possible or that there's something wrong with that. That can be a totally normal body shape mm-hmm. uh, for some women. But on Kim Kardashian, yeah. I think it's safe to say, and I don't need to be an aesthetic expert or aesthetic. an aesthetic expert. I just have to Google. And I'm pretty sure her body changed. Yeah. Um, and the same is true of Chloe. If you look at Chloe's uh, Batuski, it looks like it's been uh, enhanced. And, and I don't know if that's under the skin or over the skin. Frankly, I don't care. But I do remember an episode of Queer as Folk where a guy had a prosthetic butt. Yeah, it's a thing. It happens. Not Queer as Folk. Um, yeah, Queer as Folk. Yeah, it was Queer as Folk. Anyway. Anyway, fake butts are possible and mm-hmm. they are just all about fake things they really are including but not limited to their face i have an experiment for colleen to try okay because you have youths in your life they do my question would be does it matter to the youths that somebody like for example chloe kardashian is constantly using different filters different tactics of manipulation to their face is there an understanding that it's like yeah this is just what people do because they want to look different. Okay, so that's a really good question. And I think I will try. I will I will have a, a deeper conversation with my children about filters. Because my observation of the kids and the filters, at least in my house, is that they recognize filters as being for fun. Yeah. And not necessarily to enhance their present appearance. They really only, you know, when they take my phone and they want to like open up my Instagram and make faces, it's, it's for fun. 
the thing with Chloe is that it's it's not for fun. It's literally to make her feel better about herself because she doesn't like herself. I so I'm not a child. Some of my best friends are not children. Mm, that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my my point is, I would imagine most people under the age of 30 kind of just filter without even thinking about it. And it's not like they think they're somehow pulling the wool over anyone's eyes. It's just what you do. Because if you just think about math, filters have been ubiquitous their entire life. And like, why would you suspect or treat as problematic a thing that has been like, water coming out of a water fountain like for us it's problematic because we see right like we existed in our lives until a very ripe old age where we had solidified our public or not our public our outward image and so for us it's just shockingly glaring to see a face like chloe's Mm -hmm. run through 50 filters and then we see her in quote real life and we're like that doesn't make sense right and we see the disjointed nature of that but i think for most young people it's just like well everybody does that it's just a thing and it's not even a thought like Mm -hmm. you just do it because again it's just always been there why would you question that it's like us showing up to like a rotary phone or not a rotary phone it's like us i guess showing up to um you touch know, tone, touch tone phone and like going, why are the buttons here? Right. Because we don't know any different. Right. Like when, you know, okay, yeah, we saw rotary phones, but like we didn't grow up with them. Right. We sort of looked at them like, oh, that's a weird little vestige of the past. But like touch tone, we never question it. But your grandma was probably like, what are these weird buttons? Why can't we just have that spinny dial again? Right. My question for Chloe would be, do you like... Do you even have the understanding that we know what your real face looks like? I bet you anything Chloe would be like, y'all are obsessed Let with something go. that I am not obsessed with. You're obsessed with Now, me. does that mean that she doesn't, couldn't probably learn some things in therapy? <laughs> you know, sure. I feel like her approach to her public image would probably be best served to have a conversation with someone who says, like, maybe you're focusing too much of your worth on this but i just say girl pick a face and stick with it if it's not going to be a real one at least pick the same fake face every time i mean she should just have her own filter chloe right face. the chloe face pretty sure there are developers who would love to do oh, that yeah. right oh my God. we're only five minutes away from celebrity oh. face filters yeah girl capitalize on that uh or not when we come back her face. not really on the colleen and bradley show but everybody else does have you seen